Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everybody is well. And for this episode, I had the chance to speak to Tom from Radio Silent Studios, who spoke to me about the development of his upcoming game, The Adventures of Brian Scott. Now, The Adventures of Brian Scott is um, is a thriller-like game, conspiracy thriller, conspiracy mystery, so uh, at least at first glance, similar to Broken Sword and Indiana Jones and Gabriel Knight, but it looks to be its own thing as well. So uh, Tom spoke to me more about the story, how he managed to find a story that uh, maybe not so many people know and that hasn't been used that often, uh, at least in fiction. And he uh, talks about the art style and about some of the puzzles and what we can expect. And also, very interestingly, now a lot of games uh, try to be like Broken Sword and Indiana Jones, but uh, Tom from Major Science Studio has gone one step further, several steps further. He has managed to get the voice actor uh, for George Stobart in German. He's also managed to get Rolf Saxon, who was the voice actor for George Stobart in the English version, and Hazel Ellerby, who's the voice actress for Nico Collard in Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars. So Tom spoke about how he first got in contact with them. Uh, how he managed to get them involved, and uh, it really, really great story there as well. So, um, and then what it's like to to work with them. So, uh, I'm really, really, really interested in this game. Uh, I was since I first heard about the game, and it was great chatting with him. And I think people will be really interested as well. There's a Kickstarter coming for this game, uh, probably in the fall, but in the meantime. Here is my interview with Tom from Radio Silent Studios, and I think people are going to really enjoy it. Uh, so uh, here it is. Please enjoy. So thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. And uh, for this episode, I am delighted to welcome uh, Tom from Radio Silent Studios, who is working on a new adventure game called The Adventures of Brian Scott. And, uh, well, first of all, hello, Tom. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, thanks. Um, I genuinely am delighted. I mean, I'm delighted to speak to everyone, of course. But when I first heard about your game, I was, uh, I really wanted to talk to you about the development of the game because it looks really, really interesting. And I'm pretty sure it's going to sound amazing <laughs> based on the voice <laughs> actors that you managed to get um for the game uh which we'll be talking about how you managed to get them as well so um yeah. so, so do you want to say very very briefly who is going to uh be the voice actors in your game or some of the voice actors and then later on we could talk in more detail about them yeah for sure for sure so um as you already said i'm i'm tom i'm 32 years old i'm married and um as you as well already said i am the founder of radio silent studios in Germany, but um, it's uh, not really a big company, you know. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's a small 
it's a small company that I owned, um, but I can I can tell you a little bit more later on, I guess. Of course. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the voice actors. <laughs> I think the the most um, yeah the most uh, coolest thing uh, that I um, experienced was to to get Rolf Saxon involved. Um, I think that was for me it was incredible. So. Um, to be honest, in the first time, I was more focusing on the German uh, voice dubbing because uh, in the, in the uh, very first, in my, uh, the, when I started the game, I just thought, okay, I will do a German voiceover and this is it, so it's fine. It was just a small project for me and I thought, okay, with those German voice actors, uh, uh, this is this is great enough. So I had the joy and um, yeah, spoke to Alexander Schottky, um, which uh, he was the voice actor for George Stobart as well in the German in the German uh, version of Broken Sword. And um, yeah, I approached him via Facebook. I think it was uh, two years ago now, and uh, you know you rewrite uh, that people and i i did not expect that i get a response at all so but but i i just thought okay i, I write alexander a short a short um, message who i am what i'm working on and maybe maybe <laughs> i get a response from him um yeah and i told my wife and uh, yeah so uh, I think it was it was uh, two years ago, yeah, in summer, and um, I think two hours later, I got a message from Alexander, and he said, "Hi Tom, uh, sounds great. Yeah, I'm in, but uh, yeah, I'm just living in uh, in the USA now, but I think it's no problem. So yeah, we can do it." And I was like, "Wow, yeah, fantastic!" Yeah, that was that was huge. I mean. <laughs> Alexander Schottky, uh, you have to you have to know that I played Broken Sword when I was six, seven years old. The first the first time I, I played Broken Sword, and the voice of Alexander was was um, a big part of my childhood. Mm. And so Alexander was was yeah some kind of childhood hero for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And then uh, well, we can hear more a little bit. Later, how uh, well you got both Alexander, Rolf Saxon, and uh, Hazel Ellerby, who's the voice of Nicole Collard. Uh, it really yeah, is right. incredible how you, uh, that's the, the voice. I'm sure other people with all the other characters as well that, uh, you know, really professional voice cast. Now, the game as a whole looks great. It's not just the voice cast, which we will. Uh, talk about um, in in this uh, in this recording, um, but yeah, thank you for that. Now you, you mentioned as well that you gave a small introduction about yourself. Uh, I suppose this is going to be second question, but usually the first question I ask people is uh, to introduce themselves, which we have done. But also, and I'm going to guess maybe what one of the answers is, but. Uh, do you have any favorite adventure games? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have yeah. one. <laughs> don't, don't think too hard on it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe maybe we we can start with uh, the one that is not so um, yeah. Well, 
Well, you mentioned uh, broken sword, I'm sure. Uh, for, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, first of all, what, what was it about broken sword that you love so much? You know, what was it that uh, still, you know, you st still makes it your favorite game to this day? Yeah. Uh, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> until now about it and I don't know exactly the answer. I just know that I was playing it, as I already said, as a kid on my father's computer when I was in primary school. And, uh, you know, at that, at that, at that age, um, the story was, um, yeah, it was, wow. <laughs> uh, it was so, so intense uh, to make progress in the story. And, and uh, what really great was that the internet was not that present at that time. And you, you know, if you was stuck in the game, you could not just uh, look it up and, and uh, type in the scene you are just playing in and, and uh, yeah, finding out what you have to do to progress. So, so that was not possible because you have to find people or friends that, are, that were playing this game as well. Or um, I think they were rare, but um, there were books, uh, mm. th thick books, where uh, I think the solutions for 20 adventure games <laughs> were printed. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, being with, with my father in um, somewhere and then bought this, this one where I think the solution for Broken Sword 1 or 2, I don't know exactly, but uh, it was in there and I was stuck in the game for so long time. <laughs> and this book, I, I wanted this book so much. <laughs> but was it the goat scene? Um, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly. I, it could be. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that, that uh, the goat scene got me even years later. I think when I was, when I was grow older, <laughs> uh, that was that was hard for me but uh, yeah i managed it by my own <laughs> oh congratulations uh i think not a lot of people manage it on their own or they did uh, after a long long time being stuck uh, yeah. on that scene it became infamous but but yeah it is also my favorite game as well it was my first adventure game well both broken sword one and two and just uh you know the uh traveling the globe and the, you know, yeah. the conspiracy, the, the story, the settings as well, the characters, just everything, voice acting, the, um, the music, just everything about it was incredible. And yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so naturally any adventure game that is kind of similar, yeah. um, I'm really interested in. And uh, so that's why one of the reasons why I was really interested in your game, The Adventures of Brian Scott. And um, and were there any other adventure games that you played uh, kind of growing up or any recent games? Have you played any mm. uh, recent adventure games? Have you had time? <laughs> I, I can remember. <laughs> now, now uh, obviously, I have uh, um, uh, not that much time to play, uh, sadly. But um, to come back to my to my childhood, I think um, mm. King's Quest Seven. Oh, was, yes. Yes. Was was one game I was playing. Um, it, I think it was uh, more fantasy based than Broken mm. Sword, um, but I loved it as well. So, but only King's Quest Seven, and I'm thinking if, ah, yeah, and uh, Toonstruck. I, I, I yes, was, 
Toonstruck was yes. playing as well with the um, I don't know his name from Back to the Future. Uh, Christopher uh, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yes. yes. Um, it was the, yeah. Yeah, and Dan <laughs> Castellaneta Castellaneta gave the voice of uh, is it Flux Wildly? He he's the voice of Homer Simpson in English at least. Ah, okay, okay. Um, yes, not a lot of people mentioned that game, but it's very well received. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, oh, I love that game as well. Um, yeah. yeah, that takes me back. Yeah, no, so some great uh, games there that you, sounds like you had a very happy childhood, at least adventure <laughs> game-wise, like yes. myself. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, no, fan fantastic. So, yeah, no, many, many great games there. Um so and then uh, so you've um, well we're both adults now and you have uh, created a, a studio I believe Radio Silent Studios as well. So I suppose which um, in this case which came first was it the studio or your idea for the game or the game Wh which of these came first for you? Did you found the studio first or did you have the idea for the game first? Mm, the studio came first, but okay. Uh, because uh, basically I, uh, I owned the, the studio for um, making my work as a musician because basically I'm a musician. Oh. And um, I don't know if, if you, maybe you stumbled upon my other YouTube channel where I have uploaded my um, music, which I composed so far. So um, besides the, the Adventures of Brian Scott, I'm, I'm also, um, yeah, composing music, and I love this as well. And um, one dream of me is also to be able to to write a piece of music for for a movie uh, someday. So yeah. I would be very honored if I get the chance to to do it one day. So um, this was the uh, this was the reason why I founded uh, Radio Silent Studios. Basically, it's a one man, one man company, um, but uh, I was able to to work as a musician and and earn some money and and get a, get to the next stage where I get a little bit more professional. And um, so, yeah, I'm currently working with an indie developer from Berlin together, and uh, I comp compose music for them. So this is yeah, this is side project so to say and um yeah so so this was the main reason because why i founded radio silent studios and um the reason or the idea to to make a game was i think uh yeah different different pair of shoes because um i um yeah a friend of me i think it was two, three years ago, a friend of me approached me and asked me if I can compose music to his game project and said, yes, I can do it. And um, yeah, he, he, was, he was as well uh, starting to make a game, I think with Unity. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it worked out well. We, we, we met one, one time, I guess, but then, uh, yeah, he, uh, he stopped doing this because he had to, to work a lot. And um, he said that he has not the time, enough time for this because he has to, to code so much, uh, mm. to, to, 
to program so much code and um, yeah this was the reason why i um, searched the internet and uh, researched what game engines are available on the market um yeah and yeah th then i i i um, get to know visionaire studio so this is the game engine um which was mm. Deponia also yes um, yes developed. Yeah. i was going to say that yes that is yeah that the screenshots you know well the game looks amazing but but yeah so it's uh similar to what uh, Deponia was it's the same uh, engine yes yeah and and the great thing about uh, visionaire is simply that you don't have to to code that much so um you don't have to be a programmer or something similar to to make a game so um i just uh, found this engine and yeah um then i thought okay maybe maybe i can do my own game yeah and um I think this this was when it all started because at this time I had also plenty of time at home and uh, yeah then I I started to to uh, to to um, yeah to work on the idea to to make a, my own game you know mm, no f fantastic well we're all glad you, you did decide to make the game <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, so so about the game which I mentioned it's uh, called the adventures of Brian Scott um, what what can you tell us about uh, the game itself so first of all what can you tell us about the the story of the game and uh, the setup of the game uh, that you can tell us okay yeah so um, obviously it's it's set at the um, present or um, a, little, a little bit in the future but not that much so um, yeah, so we start as, as playing as Brian, seeing him in his all day life. Um, he has just moved apartments and organized a party to celebrate his new job and his new home with his closest friends. Um, and this is basically where the story kicks in and where the, um, the player um, starts the game. And uh, in this scene and later at that evening, he receives a small package, uh, which seems strange to him because um, he does not, um, um, yeah, ordered something. And it turns out that the package was sent from the east by a woman called Kate Williams, uh, a missing treasure hunter. Yeah. And not only that, but also the fact that uh, Kate Williams was also trying to find the treasure of Queen of Sheba makes Brian remember that it was also his father who searched for this treasure for a long time. And uh, at this point, he uh, understandable tries to find out what's behind all this. And uh, so it goes and the story evolves. So this is um, basically where um, the players um, yeah, start the game. Well, I'm I'm instantly intrigued. You know, sounds very Indiana Jones esque, and uh, but also feels like it has its own thing. You know, like it's uh, you know, it feels unique as well. Like the story 
you know, like uh, I've heard of the Queen of Sheba, but I don't know much about her. <laughs> <laughs> so and I love history myself and I love these kind of like conspiracy stories. So I'm really intrigued. Um, did you uh, how did you come up with the story? Um, you mentioned about the Queen of Sheba and and this. Um, what, was it something that you were interested in before you started making the game or? Did you find out more when you were writing the story? Uh, so how did you come up with this story for this yeah. game? Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's not easy to answer because I, uh, for one reason, I'm very, I'm very interested in the stories from the Bible. This is one reason. And mm. the other reason is that um, I know that a lot of famous movies um, as you already mentioned, Indiana Jones has also this biblical um, themes in it. For example, the first Indiana Jones, where uh, they are uh, heading for the, um, uh, <laughs> I only know the German word, um, the, uh, uh, what's the English word for the Bundeslade? I think it's, uh, uh, um, I don't know it, but um, yeah, so, Steven Spielberg already uh, tried to um, to use this uh, as a plot, and um, yeah, it worked out well. So I think yeah, this could be a good idea. So yeah, I also wanted a story that was not so much present or already used. You know, um, there are so many. Um, stories from the Bible as well that are already in use. I think uh, Ridley Scott all already um, did some movies. I think I don't know if if it was Noah and and Kings or Kings and Gods or something. Uh, like yes, this. yes, I remember he made something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So I tried to to find a story uh, from the Bible that was. Um, unique in some way and was not told so much and i came up with the idea uh, in the second book of kings where the queen of sheba um, um, was involved with uh, solomon and uh, there was also a treasure uh, that was uh, owned by, by the queen of sheba and i thought this this could be mm. uh, a great this was could be a great plot to to take it and um, take it in the in the present in our present and make it a unique story and and something that is driven by a um, treasure hunt yeah yeah no i again it uh it it, it sounds f fantastic as you said it's not a story i think that has been used a lot and it's it i feel it's probably quite rare nowadays to find something in a story that hasn't been told very often yeah. because at the time broken sword came out in 1996 uh there weren't many stories about the templars back then now there's plenty of stories you know movies tv series and books about the yeah. templars and there are plenty of stories like you know broken sword da vinci code uh and all of that so i think it's, it's first of all it is an achievement that you found something that isn't as well known or hasn't already been told um as far as i know um, and I, I, I suppose, um, uh, I, I suppose, uh, is there 
um, I don't know how much you can because I don't want you know to give any spoilers then either. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should kind of like back back away from. So so, so the story itself is. Uh, d- did you? I suppose what I can ask maybe, and you can feel free to answer how you wish. But how much of the did, was there much in the story that uh, is already you know you mentioned in the Bible or. Did you, um, you know, did you fictionalize any parts of it, or did you do much research uh, yourself for this particular story? Uh, yeah, of course, I I did the research, and um, yeah, I'm, I have, I have the aim to to, yeah, to to get a story that is um, understandable and realistic. So um, at this point, uh, I have not so much uh, fiction in it. So mm. uh, <laughs> I'm quite happy with it. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but the story, the story itself, uh, of course, um, um, the treasure hunt, uh, of course, this is, this is uh, dramatized and uh, uh, for, for this story purpose, you know, but, but the, the, um, the basic idea is, 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 I think, based on on, on true events and uh, yeah I, I think it's cool and um, I think uh, I have I found the story as you already said that was not told so many times and um, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to uh, uh, to get it uh, to get it released yeah well thank you for that now I could talk more about the story but I kind of don't want to go too much I think you've already you know kind of set the stones there to <laughs> to intrigue us um you know like Hansel and Gretel is like okay now I'm now I'm really interested so um I think there's uh, one one thing we we did not mention sure yet go is, ahead um there's uh, some secret society it's uh, called the Black Fist but okay. this is this is not a spoiler at all because you can you can read it on the website as well okay um yeah um so um i think it was a good idea to to um outline the the counterpart uh in the beginning that the the fans and the players know that there is something uh working against our uh, heroes in the story um yeah and i think it has so much so much yeah uh, potential to 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 um to get a great story that i i'm really excited to work no, on it no definitely i mean it it sounds a little bit as well you know sprinkling of gabriel knight don't know if you've uh, played those games but jay jenton used uh historical facts and um fiction as well so mm. um and, and black fist um was this uh was this is this this is fictional or was that uh, based on something that may have existed before or will think, we know maybe in the game <laughs> i think because i i changed one word uh, because of that it's fictional <laughs> okay <laughs> so um i don't know exactly i i did a lot of research and i think that there was some secret society which was called uh, similar but uh, or uh, yeah, but I, I don't know what what <laughs> what the what the term was. So th- they will be going after you then. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, no, fantastic. As I said already, I'm instantly intrigued um, about the story and where it, it brings us. So, uh, so I take it because I see in the website that uh, mentioned that uh, to go to the Near East. Um, are you able to say anything about any of the, of the locations or any of the settings? And as I said, this is for you. If you if you don't want to reveal anything yet, that's perfectly. Okay, but I'm just curious if you are able to reveal anything at all about the settings uh, of the game. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I can tell you a little bit more. I, I think I said it in in uh, in another interview as well. Um, so um, Near East will be the starting point for the game because simply I love that that. Um, desert look and mm. uh, also in movies I like it when when a plane crashes in, in the <laughs> desert it's I don't know why <laughs> I, I really don't know why but I love I love when a plane crashes in the in desert, desert. <laughs> the people are sitting on the sands and you know oh what should we do now <laughs> kind of like um, a true adventure yeah. but, you know a plane crashes in the desert it's yeah. like what do we do now <laughs> yeah well, yeah, um, but also I, I really love um, to be able to um, to work on different art styles, for example, and this is why I as well are planning to do some scenes in the jungle of South America. Oh. Um, uh, just to get these different, um, the different um, um, countries and areas um yeah shown and i think um i also plan to do an um an english castle um because yeah i think it's it's as well uh, so cool to to get these um different atmospheres desert jungle mm. english castle there's so many so ma many uh, things you can work on especially with with the um with the art so uh, i really love that and um yeah those are the three things i can tell you for now okay um, yeah i mean I'm, I'm tempted to ask more but i also want to be kept in surprise but i mean again i'm intrigued it sounds like there's a good variety of locations that as you mentioned um yeah. so i mean and based on the screenshots again i think there's a desert scene as well um so so again um uh, will there be any goats in in the game that brian scott will have to get past <laughs> <laughs> um in true adventure game fashion <laughs> nah, I, <laughs> maybe maybe i should do uh uh um yeah ask the, the fans on twitter uh, <laughs> if i if i uh, add, a, add a goat um but there will be a monkey so oh um, yes there's Monkey? Yeah. Do, do we have to get past the monkey in some uh, <laughs> in some yeah. way? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think not in that way at least. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I think um, Hugo. I don't know if you saw it on the website. It's um, I believe yes. Um, it's a little capuchin monkey, and um, I really love the idea that the main character the main hero has a um, sidekick and um yeah that you know when you when you're planning the characters 
and you're thinking about, okay, what could be the sidekick? Um, <laughs> um, just to mention um, Prim, I don't know if you saw the game, um, the demo, it's uh, about the uh, Death's Daughter. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. So Prim uh, is a little, uh, is a girl, and he has a spider eye as sidekick. I remember from the demo, yes. And I, the idea was so cool. And I thought, okay, what, what can, I, can I create to, to make a cool sidekick? And, and I came up with uh, this little capuchin monkey. Um, you know, because in Indiana Jones, there are also scenes with yes. this little, little monkey in it. And I thought, okay, um, so this monkey in the movie has just um, side role, I guess. But I think, or I thought, um, let's, let's introduce this little monkey as sidekick. And then we started to work on the, um, and the, and the sketches for the, um, for the pose of Brian on the cover. And I came up with the idea to, to put the monkey on his shoulders and uh, I simply love it. It's, it, it's, it was done so well uh, by my illustrator. I, I really love it. Yeah. And, no, it, yeah. Yeah, no, it looks, it's like an iconic look as well. Like he, look, he looks comfortable with the monkey on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't uh, realize him anymore, I think, because I, I've seen it so many times in all <laughs> And, and I see another thing that intrigues me. Well, I suppose we could talk about the characters. We've spoken about the monkey. Uh, but about Brian Scott, we can maybe talk a little bit, as much as you want, about the hero. Uh, if, first of all, I see he has a bandage on his left arm. <laughs> that, that, that I find intriguing. Uh, will we find out more about this, or is this just his look? Um, you will find about ah. find, find about more about it. Um um yeah when you saw the the intro of the demo i think then you are you are understanding what is behind this uh this hand and um yeah obviously uh he is heading to the east and is facing is facing something um dangerous mm. and uh, this is the reason why he has this this kind of look this outfit um and uh yeah it's it was funny because i originally started with this outfit of brian and i thought okay um maybe it's a good idea to introduce brian not this way but um in his all day look and then uh, i started to work with my illustrator on the second outfit of brian in the jogging suit <laughs> oh and uh, yeah, um, so then I really like the idea to to introduce Brian in his all day life. Really, a normal guy, such as you and me, uh, <laughs> facing uh, an event that completely changed his life. Interesting, yeah, because I'm always interested in stories about normal people in extraordinary situations and how they behave and how they react uh, in these situations, more so than, you know, people or characters who are, you know, super geniuses, although I'm a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes as well, so um, that's probably a contradiction, but generally speaking, I am, 
I, I do prefer, you know, characters like Brian Scott, I thought, because maybe I can relate to them better that if they're, you know, normal guy as well. Um, now you have, uh, you, you have mentioned, uh, we have spoken a little bit about Brian Scott. Um, I was wondering if there is, you, you met, you spoke a little bit about him earlier on. Um, I was wondering if you could speak about, uh, maybe some of the other characters or more about Brian, if you wish, or about some of the other characters that he might meet, um, if you wish. So what can you tell us about some of the other characters that Brian will meet, uh, in this game? Um, yeah, um. As you already mentioned, we have Hazel Ellerby, and mm. uh, she is voicing Kate Williams. Um, yeah, Kate Williams is, so to speak, the female lead of the game. And um, yeah, Brian is this um, yeah calm, settled guy, and Kate is, uh, I think, the opposite of Brian. <laughs> And uh, I really like the idea to mm. to um, to yeah to bring two characters together, which are um, yeah um, um, not that similar. And uh, yeah, this is this is Kate, <laughs> and uh, Kate is uh, Kate is a treasure hunter, and somehow she's lost um, in the in the Near East. And um, yeah, so I would love to tell you more now, but uh, yeah, now I have to stop because you have you have to play have to the find demo out. Point. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, uh, I mean, again, I'm very tempted to try and keep probing, but I think I'll pull back <laughs> because uh, I, I want to find out more in the game as well. Um, yes. So yeah, no, I I really like how you know Ke he's the kind of normal guy, and then she's the adventurer um, as well. And I'm really curious how they're going to you know interact. Uh, like she's kind of like the Indiana Jones or Lara Croft type that I can see based on what you've told me. Um, yes. But I'm really curious to know how they're going to interact then in the game. Uh, I see on the website uh, that there's another uh, boy or another character called Dio, or is it Dio? Right, Dio? Yeah. Uh, what, what can you tell us about him and his ro role? Or if that's a spoiler, you don't need to. But so what can you tell us about Dio? Yes, um, Dio is uh, another character in the game, and um, the players will meet him um, in the uh, in the desert scenes. And uh, he lives uh, near Axum, and uh, he prefers to be alone. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so Dio is not that direct sidekick to um, to Brian, but um, he's also um, yeah besides Brian and. Uh, I I plan to uh, introduce him as um, as another character that is um, that is uh, joining our hero um, for the for the complete story, and I really like to introduce uh, characters um, that the the main hero meets, and then it turns out okay. Um, we have a, a special relationship and we are both in the same boat and now we are facing this the same 
uh, enemy and now we have to uh, work together and um, this is this is uh, Dio so uh, I don't want to tell you um, too much uh, <laughs> we'll find out in the game yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but um, yeah I, I really like uh, I really like uh, Dio as well as he has a special role in the game and uh, um, not as Hugo as direct sidekick but as well as uh, a character who will um, who will um, yeah progress and um, yeah uh, progress in the story cool and is there anything at all that you can say about maybe possible villains in the game or again sh should we wait until the game itself <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have a we have a um, we have a man in the black suit. I think it's, it's also it's never good. Man in a black suit. He looks <laughs> uh, looks dodgy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... <laughs> so um, the 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 red um, the red color in his clothes are definitely uh, um, a sign of warning. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I won't won't tell you so much <laughs> about him uh, you have he he looks um not that um not that happy i think that could mm. be that <laughs> but um yeah he's also involved and um yeah um <clears throat> i have to stop <laughs> okay okay we, i i will stop i will stop you there um and we shall find out more in in the game uh, then I wanted to ask about the gameplay. Now, again, people who play the demo will probably know more, but um, how did you approach the gameplay? So is this game point and click or is this direct control? And what can you say about uh, the puzzles in this game and your approach to the puzzles in this game? Do you, uh, did you want to make these puzzles you know, more challenging or maybe more casual or... Or again, what what are your thoughts? What were, what was your approach to the puzzles and gameplay in this game, and what can we expect, mm. yeah, more or less? Yeah, we can we can expect um, a classic classic uh, broken sword um, gameplay. So it's really classic click and point or point and click. I I, I always mess with, <laughs> with those. I two mean, click words. and point is the same thing. So <laughs> it's it's point and click, <laughs> not click and point. <laughs> I, I couldn't say either. <laughs> I think I I, uh, I uh, even um, wrote a line in the English script for Rolf, and he he recorded that uh, that click and point and not that point <laughs> and click. So I said that uh, said that and, and thought, oh damn. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so it's it's classic um, point and click. Uh, we have a one click interface, so um, that means that. You don't have to worry with different um, different actions. So it's it's just like in Broken Sword, you you are moving the mouse over the objects, and um, yeah, it tells you what you can do, and you just click and uh, interact with the environment. Cool. So it's it's really simple, and uh, but this was one thing I really loved about. Um, Broken sword, or for example, Deponia. It was just simple. You don't have to um, to to um, 
to think about what can I do now uh, yeah, with you, this object. You don't need to fight the controls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really simple. And um, um, from the beginning, I I was really working hard on the animations of the cursors. So I really like those um, those animated hands that was um, in in Broken Sword, for example, or the um, mm. um, yeah the uh, um, I think what 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 is the word? Oh, I, I'm missing a word. I'm missing a word. Um, yeah, but I, I really like those animated cursors and. Um, um, I don't know if you've seen them already, but I think we we did a good job here as well. And people are, I'm I'm really excited how how the first feedback from the fans are when they uh, got hands on the demo and got the the feeling of of playing it. So um, yeah, so it's 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 really classic. It's it's. Um, yeah, to be honest, nothing new, but I think it's it's a classic uh, system in a in a new art design in a new presentation. Yeah, N nice. And what what about the the puzzle design in the game um, th that you you approach? How did you approach puzzles? Yeah, uh, it's, in the game. Yeah, so um, you can you can pick up um, items and they are in your inventory, and you have to combine in the inventory items and you have to also combine items from the inventory with the uh, with the scenes and um yeah so it's really classic uh, point and click it's uh, uh, everything that we have in those classic games as well and yeah the puzzles um i think that it's it's a good it's a good mix mixture between um um, hard puzzles and easy puzzles. So I tend to introduce the the game with some easy tasks and um, easy to understand puzzles to to get a feel for this for this um, for the game me mechanics and the gameplay. And um, then we can uh, <clears throat> we can go to the next step and make it a little bit more. Um, harder uh, for the puzzles, um, yeah. So, so it will okay. be, it will be a mix. I, so, but um, yeah, it's it's just the the ideas that I had in my in my head. So I don't know if um, um, I think there will be also a playtesting phase um, in the next month. So I'm I'm interested in how it will work. With the puzzles as well <laughs> okay well we we shall see um and uh okay well uh thank you for that uh now in terms we mentioned a little bit about using the engine visionary engine and uh you know the, the look of the game uh i, I suppose my, i mean again the game looks fantastic i love the art side i love the screenshots that i've seen genuinely it looks fantastic and i know this is an audio podcast but um i suppose with, with that how would you describe the look of the game and what you were going for with the look since you're the one creating it i'll let you uh to describe uh so how would you describe the look of the game yeah um so 
I don't know if you know the Deponia series, I guess, yes? Yes. And um, to be honest, I really love the art of Deponia. I, I just love it. It's, it's so, maybe it's not that detailed as Broken Sword, but all in all, it's, it's just a round thing to me and um, I really liked it. So I thought, Maybe we can do um, a game with the with the look of a Deponia game, um, but with the more story of a broken sword. And um, yeah, so I I will not reveal her name already. The the main person behind the the art of of my game. It's She's such a talented uh, illustrator, but um, um, yeah, so uh, he, uh, she as well worked at, um, at the Deponia series. Oh. So this was, yeah, this was, this was really, um, this was really cool for me to, to have, to have um, her on board um, because I knew she already worked in that industry and got the experience and also was capable of doing this this art style that i was aiming for and um, yeah so maybe it's it's not it's not exactly the the art style of deponia i think it's it's a little bit more realistic yeah but but basically it's 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 um deponia art style but yeah a little bit um, more um, advanced, more um, yeah, um, yeah, suitable for my for my kind of setting story. Perfect. Yeah, no, I think that I think many people understand like similar to Deponia, but with a broken sword kind of story. Uh, but then again, it's not the same as as Deponia, I'm sure. But it as if the screenshots look fantastic and the trailers that uh, I have seen. Uh, the game really, really has the look that really appeals to me personally. I'm sure a lot of people as well. Um, so it looks uh, fantastic. Um, and then before we get to the voice actors, um, you also mentioned that you're a musician. So and that you'd like to do a music score for a film. Uh, so I take it, have, have you been doing the music for the game as well? I imagine, or have you been working with other people or have you been doing the music yourself? Um, no, I'm I'm doing uh, the music um, myself. Okay. And yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think doing the music is my uh, is the most fun part for me. And <laughs> there are so many things I still need to <laughs> to to manage before I get to the point where I can sit down and uh, compose the the complete score for the game or for the for the demo. And um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have plans to um, to release the main theme of the score. I think in a, a few weeks. You you can already hear it at some uh, some points. I think in the English trailer, it was okay. parts of it were in it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so composing the music was also really a challenge for me because um, 
I tried to to get something like Star Wars or Indiana Jones, but mm. you know this Indiana Jones melody is you cannot use it anymore. It's just <laughs> if, if you if you yeah. So it's it's Indiana Jones. Yeah, every everybody at least um, who is uh, living in this age. <laughs> Uh, right. knows this this melody is connected to this this movie or or star wars the star wars melody is connected to to the star wars movies and it was it was really frustrating to mm. sit there on the keyboard and and <laughs> trying to find a melody that was to that was bringing this this kind of adventure feeling but was not used uh, already so um yeah this this was my goal and i I think I, uh, I I found a um, I found a good way to to get a melody that that is also new or at least not connected to to anything like this. So this is this is the first thing my uh, my brother said when I think it was maybe a year ago when I when I um, played played the first sketch of of the um, title melody to him, and uh, he said, "Well, okay." It's great, and um, I, I I get not a link to anything, and I, this this was really great for me. This was maybe the, the most important thing because if he would have said, um, "Ah, this reminds me of Indiana Jones," then ah no, <laughs> <laughs> I have to rework the melody again. <laughs> so, but he said. Uh, it's it's he cannot remember anything directly to this melody and uh, i was really happy with it and um, yeah hopefully the 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 players and the fans will enjoy the music as well mm, sounds fantastic because uh, as, as you say it's very very difficult i'm sure i mean i am not a musician but i'm sure it must be as you mentioned really difficult to get a team that sounds unique but um, but oh, congratulations! I, I look forward to to hearing it when it comes out, um, and I'm sure we, we all will. Uh, so do, do you plan on releasing this a soundtrack along with the game? Is that something yeah. you've considered? Yeah, okay, yeah, definitely so yes, yeah. Perfect. You can get your music out there as well. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we all look forward to hearing that. Um, and okay, so now I think we can get to the voice actors. Um, so you spoke, you spoke a little bit about um, the, that you focused on the German voice actor Alexander. Uh, Alexander, my pronunciation is going to be terrible. <laughs> Schottky, it's it's not that. Schottky. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> my yeah, my pronunciation. Uh, uh, my apologies um, for butchering the German language there. But um, so <laughs> you you got him on board, so he agreed. Did he? Uh, so is is he going to do the the German voice of Brian Scott? Is he going to appear in the English version as well, or just the German? Yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's voicing the German uh, the German Brian, um, and. Um, yeah, as you already know, we have also Rolf Saxon is who is doing the English English voice for Brian. So it was at the first place it was only Alexander Schottky, the German voice, and then I um, I get involved with or I get in contact with um, the translation team. So as you know, I have I think uh, 
um, seven different languages for the game. Wow. Or, yeah, I think I think there are seven. Or was it is English, German, German, English, Spanish, Italian, French, Polish, Brazilian, Portuguese, and Russian. Okay, eight, I think. Wow. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, was this game developed first in, in German uh, or did I misunderstand? Uh, no, I think um, first in English and German. Okay, yeah. With, with the focus, I think, in English. Um, really depends on how the Kickstarter works out and how the game um, can, be, can be developed or how the funding is going as you know it it mm. there are man, many many costs for the for the uh for the uh, voice actors but um mainly english and german so i i would love to do those so both and um yeah as, as i said i came to meet the translation team or the head of the translation team and i we we have a chat and um his name is is michael and um he asked me, um, yeah, uh, so you have Alexander Schottky. Congratulations, Tom. That's great. <laughs> but um, what about Rolf Saxon? Maybe you can get him involved as well. And <laughs> while we were chatting, I was thinking, ah, okay, yeah, maybe I can have a try. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, wa <laughs> I was not, I had not that much uh, hope in it at all. Because I just know that that Rolf was so so famous and and for the Broken Sword series, and I was literally nobody developing some indie game, and I thought, okay. But nevertheless, I um, started to uh, send some emails throughout his uh, agents, mm. and I think I wrote to. Uh, to all of them <laughs> <laughs> so so it was it was really um, really um, I think strange for them that they had all the same inquiry from me and uh, so I think one day I got the response from from the uh, from the London based agent of Rolf and uh, he wrote me and said uh, that um, um, he has all. He has already heard from another agent that I was approaching him too. So, uh, yeah, uh, to to uh, make things easier from now on, uh, it's just between you and me. You know, okay. So, and then and then uh, I was uh, so, some step further and was in contact with a very kind agent of Rolf, and um, I uh, uh, sent some screenshots of the game. Uh, as well as the description and who I am. <clears throat> and I think, I don't know, uh, one week later or two, um, I got the uh, confirmation from the agent uh, who wrote me that Wolf really likes the uh, look of the game and uh, yeah, would, would love to, to, to work with me on this. And really, I, I got to say this was Wow, it was just <laughs> wow, breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it must have been a fantastic feeling that Rolf Saxon of all people, yeah, uh, 
gets to, uh, you know, agree to it. So clearly there was something, you know, you know, really good about the game that you like the looks of it or the, you know, script or whatever. But congratulations, it's a, a fantastic <laughs> achievement already to get Ross Saxon involved. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was I was really happy. Um, yeah, uh, as I said, for me it was already uh, with Alexander Schottky. It was so cool. It was so indescribable that I have Alexander and then I to that I got Rolf as well involved and yeah uh, at this point um, I I was just thinking okay I have to do this game there's no way back at this point <laughs> so <laughs> I have to do it it's my mission <laughs> So, uh, one way or another, now that you've got both Rolf and Alexander involved, uh, you need you need to. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, and, and so, what what is it like working uh, with with them then and uh, directing them? <laughs> you know, these two very experienced, very talented actors. How how did you find uh, you know di directing them and getting them to voice the lines that you wrote for your game? Uh, it really, <laughs> both are really. Uh, easy to work with. So I, I can remember um, I wrote to Alexander that um, I simply need the the voice of George Stobart from Broken Sword. So um, yeah, he he wrote me that um, it's he he can do it. He said it's no problem, but uh, I should take into account that he is. Uh, 50 now it's he he's not at that age uh, back then when he did um, the first two broken sword games and um, he was a little bit worried that it could um, could be hearable in the recordings that he mm. is not at that age anymore um, but I said Alexander really it's such an honor for me it's no problem uh, just do uh, George Stobart and I'm really happy with it. <laughs> and it was, it was really, it was, uh, it was really uh, uh, a joy to work with Alexander. I think, yeah, some corrections here and there in the, in the pronunciation, but uh, it was, it was really a joy. And uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And, and then did you get to speak with Rolf Saxon then as well? Did you get to uh, direct him to, uh, to voice the lines? Yeah, I, I, made a, um, I made a first German script and then I gave it to the translation team and they translated into the um, English script. And with this English script, I approached Rolf and sent it over to him. And really was a cool cool thing that uh, Rolf then wrote me an email and said okay I I checked the script I have some remarks and some corrections uh, mm. have you time for a zoom meeting wow <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah, I, I was like a zoom meeting you are kidding me <laughs> I was thinking of it and uh, yeah um, then I think it was um, last summer, uh, I did a Zoom meeting with, with Rolf and um, it was so cool, really. It, he, he went through the whole script 
and or it was already translated into English, but as a native speaker, mm. he has some some remarks still, and um, yeah, so he really took care to get the best out of it, and and gave me some tips, not only for words, but also, um, yeah, in the in the um, for the dialogues itself. Sure, and uh, um, yeah. You can feel that Rolf has this experience as an actor um, that he brings into it, and uh, really the, the coolest uh, the coolest sentence from from Rolf was uh, um, I think almost we were almost finished in doing the corrections, and then he said to me, um, I, "I said thank you, Rolf. It's it's great to have to have you uh, gave me all these tips," and he said. Yeah, um, for sure. But it's it's basically the way I work with charts. Wow. <laughs> so so for the wow. Part, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was sitting there. And, uh, I I thought to myself, wow, what is happening here? Yeah. Well, I mean, what well, the next Charles Sasso here then? <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, no no but uh, but it was I, I was really honored. Uh, oh of course just, I can imagine yeah. Yeah yeah. Um no uh, c- congratulations. No I I spoke to to Rolf on the podcast nearly 2 years ago now. And yeah, I don't know that well, but uh, from my interactions with him, he's he's a really generous, really kind person as well. So um, again, like, exactly. your, like yourself, he didn't have to speak to me. I contacted his agents and I didn't expect him to uh, to get back, but he did. And he agreed to do to do an interview to speak for a long time with me about his role as uh, George Stobart. And um, and yeah, but it's great to hear that he he seems to care a, a lot about this project. It's not just a job for him that he yeah. wants to make it as best as he uh, as he can, and that he treats it like when he works on Broken Sword, which uh, um, which which is fantastic, and I'm delighted to hear. And then another thing, another great uh, coup that you got was Hazel Ellerby, who's the voice of Nicole uh, Collar in the English version of Broken Sword One. Yeah. Now, right. I believe she hasn't come back to do any of the other broken swords. So again, how did you ma- how did you get her to do the voice in your game? Um, it's it simply was a tip from Rolf, and um, mm. because um, at some point I got to to got the the opportunity to chat with Rolf directly. So um, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly if I asked him about some other uh, voice actors or if he just um, told me that but um, one day he said okay um, I have here Hazel Ellerby a good friend of mine and um, you can approach her as well for voice acting and I thought okay uh, um, sounds great and I contacted um, Hazel and (laughs) yeah I'm missing the words. Hazel was was um, from the moment uh, she heard about it, she was oh okay, let's do it. It's great and yeah. Um, so um, we we got Hazel uh, involved as well here, and I think um, 
Yeah, uh, did you hear the character introduction for yes. Kate Williams? Yeah, okay, yes. so yeah, this is the first time uh, we can hear Hazel Elabai. Um, to be honest, I don't know why she was only casted for the first Broken Sword game. Uh, I thought all the time she was doing all the Broken Sword games. Mm. Um, but in fact, uh, she was only doing the, the first Broken Sword. I really don't know why, but um, yeah, it's it's for me, it's so cool to have this Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars cast yeah. in the night, <laughs> you know, and it's, wow, it's, <laughs> I really love it. It's cool. It, it is. Now you just need for the other, for the Spanish and the Russian and uh, the Portuguese versions to get the voice actor of the Broken Sword in those languages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but that's that's fantastic. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, presumably she's not doing um, a French accent this time. Um, no, hey, well, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, that that's fantastic. Um, and again, really looking forward to uh, to hearing how the game sounds because with this cast, I'm sure it will sound fantastic. And then once you get one or two people, I'm sure like mentioned with Rolf. It, uh, it's easier to get other people like Hazel because they have contacts. So um, no, that sounds absolutely fantastic. So um, uh, so uh, now I wanted to to ask as well. You mentioned that uh, you're planning a Kickstarter. Um, right, yeah. So I wanted to to check if you want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, when do you plan for the Kickstarter? To or do you have a plan for uh, any dates? For the Kickstarter, um, have you do you have in mind any anything at all, any rewards or anything at all, or anything you'd like to mention about the Kickstarter? Um, yeah, so uh, at the moment I'm planning to do the Kickstarter in this fall. I think um, yeah, somewhere around uh, September October. Okay. I th I think. Um, I think more October, but um, yeah, I I have to I have to really hurry up because um, uh, as you know, I'm finalizing the demo version uh, at the moment. At the moment, I'm um, I'm putting all the different translations into the game engine, and it's really um, really time cons consuming, and um, I'm hoping that after the testing phase is done, that I have enough time to prepare the Kickstarter and um, yeah, uh, get enough uh, people involved that are willing to support the Kickstarter that the game can be funded. Um, yeah, this is, this is, um, this is um, hard work, to be honest, really. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, uh, as you know, you have to be present on social media, and um, yeah, it's it's every day. It's it's a mixture between how many how many minutes are am I investing in the game development, and how many minutes are am I investing in social media and uh, getting uh, in contact with the fans and with other. Uh, voice actors and uh, yeah um, the demo is not 100% uh, finished yet so there are some 
some things I need to manage to manage still but um, yeah I'm in a good mood that it can uh, it can working with the Kickstarter and fall um, yeah cool and do, do you have any I don't know extras or rewards or anything planned or or mainly I mean I would back just for the game <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I have some ideas um, I have not I have not planned them in detail. Sure, um, that's no worries. Yeah, but um, it's it's a important aspect. Uh, that's right. Um, <laughs> the, the Kickstarter is is it's really it's really a wall uh, before me, and uh, I'm really hoping that I uh, get managed all the things that are important. Um, yeah, that the well, Kickstarter can be successful. Yeah, well, look, I think you're already on a good road. You've already got this voice cast. The game already looks great. And um, so I I believe it uh, can happen. You, it, it's, it's, you seem to be going down the right path from what I can see. Um, so, so the Kickstarter hopefully will be, as you mentioned, September or October. Um, do you have any other release dates or anything up to then? Um, about trailers or anything at all that you are planning on releasing um, in that time? Um, yeah, I think, as I already mentioned, we will... Uh, what a demo, yes. <laughs> yeah, the demo, of course. Um, yeah, uh, the all um, newsletter subscribers can play the demo two weeks mm. earlier, I think. Oh, nice. It can be also mentioned. So, yeah, um, I encourage all people that are interested that they uh, subscribe to the newsletter because um, yeah, they won't miss anything and get uh, frequent updates and um, yes, yeah, like I yeah. receive. I will include a link uh, to the website as well in the show notes. Um, but cool. And then I know it might be er early yet, but do you have any ideas for a release date or even a year? Uh, what year it might be released or any ideas when or just when it's ready <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah on on some websites you can you can read the release date uh, 2023 okay um, yeah <laughs> uh, but I think it was it was um, it was from 2021 when when I first said okay yeah it, it will be released in two years but at this at this time I I was not really knowing what was mm. ahead of me so um yeah it's it's really uh, so much work um really i i um, as as i already said i'm not uh, playing any games anymore i'm really focusing on on getting um getting the work done for the demo so this is my first my first aim at the moment yeah, that seems to be kind of like the, I don't know what how to say, the contradiction or anything that a lot of adventure game developers who are adventure game fans, a lot of them don't have time to play other adventure games because they're so busy working on their own adventure games. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I'm sure it'll be worth it in, in the end. And uh, I can tell that you're doing a lot of work and good work. Thank and you. other people can see that as well. And, uh, and, and yeah, so do you have, um, again, it might be very, very early. Do you have any plans for uh, any other games or anything at all 
uh, afterwards, maybe further down the line, or are you just focusing on this game for now and see what happens? Um, yeah, so I really <laughs> like the idea of doing a trilogy. trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, this is also the reason why the title is The Adventures of Brian Scott and not mm. The Adventure of Brian right, Scott. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's see um, how the first, the first game um, works out. And, um, yeah, if I have the opportunity to do a second and third game, I really would love to do it. Um, as in Indiana Jones, we have also, I think, three films. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, can, we can forget about the fort. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, ouch. No, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> a, a lot of people for, forget about the fort. It's uh, the perfect trilogy. And then they made that fort one. It's like, yeah. So, no, you are right. There's a trilogy, really good trilogy of Indiana Jones films. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I can remember that I was watching um, the, the third movie with uh, Sean Connery with my wife. And um, after seeing the credits of the, the, um, the third movie, I thought, okay, it's done. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to make any more. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I could, I could really imagine to do, to do um, more games based on this the character Brian Scott. Um, yeah, cool. Let's, let's see how it works out in yep. the end. Well, hopefully. Um, well, as I said, uh, and where can people find out more about this game? Then now we will include links uh, in the show notes as well. But uh, is there any links in particular that you think people should check out? Yeah. So yeah, mainly the the website, of course. Um, there are the most important information there. Um, I think all the aspects we already discussed, character story, voice actors, um, as well as um, a link to our Discord channel. I'm, uh, mm. I'm really uh, loving to chat on Discord as well. And I'm posting there also frequent stuff, uh, screenshots and insights of the development. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, and um, I'm recently as well active on Twitter. So, yeah, <clears throat> I think um, I really, I really like the people that are um, that are uh, on Twitter, especially for the adventure community. It's really cool mm. to. to oh, get... They're lovely. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. I've I've had nothing but positive experiences with with everyone. Yeah, I yeah, I really get, love to get in touch with with the community on Twitter. It's I think it's really cool, <clears throat> and um, yeah. So um, those are the social media platforms that uh, that are most important for the game at the moment. I don't know if I have missed anything. I thank you. Yeah, well, as I said, we'll include uh, links in the show notes. Yeah, um, where people can find out more. And so then I presume the plan is for the game to be released on PC or do you pl any plans at all on releasing it on, uh, well, either Linux or Mac or other or consoles or anything at all? Or is it just PC for, for now? Um, basically, it's uh, PC and Mac for, okay. for the first um, 
for the first and uh, I think Linux is also possible. Um, the consoles, uh, yeah, we have to we have to check because um, I think it's it's quite a lot of work to to get mm. these ports done. Um, so I'm focusing on yeah PC and Mac uh, and maybe Linux, but but for for the demo I think uh, PC and Mac. Perfect. Uh, okay, well, I think that's all the questions that I have. Is there anything else that you would like to mention or talk about before we finish up that we haven't covered? Um, <laughs> well, we, I, I don't know. We have talked about so many, <laughs> so many things. <laughs> no, I, I've, I have not anything on my mind at the moment. Yeah. You might be thinking, okay, make it stop. <laughs> no, not at all. I really, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, really. Uh, no, me, me too. I mean, it, it, it is. Uh, as I said, I, I was really interested. I was, uh, I'm, uh, received a newsletter before, but now I'm even more interested. Uh, the game. So it worked for me, and I think anyone listening, um, will will also be be interested, and in, and even more so than probably what they were. Um, I think yeah. I think you you uh, subscribed to the newsletter. I think even uh, one year ago. Is that right? Oh, it could be when when yeah. I, when I, when you first announced the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I was really. Is, is uh, it one year already? No. <laughs> I, I was really. Um, <laughs> I was really wondering because. Um, I mean, it yeah. could be. <laughs> yeah, I was I was crawling in in the contacts and and I saw your name and and I saw the date and said, wow, it, <laughs> I think you were on the uh, you were the the first ten or twenty. Oh wow, well, uh, I'm I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm very thankful. <laughs> no, th th thanks to you for doing all this work and uh, and when I first saw what the game did out, as I said, I have I needed to find out more. So. And, uh, and, and yeah. Um, so yeah, so anybody listening, you want to find out more, you can check the website, the Discord, and subscribe to the newsletter when you get some extras as well. And as you mentioned, uh, that people can play the demo two weeks before everybody else. Right. Um, so cool. So then to finish off, is there anything that you'd like to say to people listening or anything? Um, I can leave it for you. Yeah, uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for having me here. Uh, You're very me, welcome. <laughs> giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, the adventures of Brian Scott. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and um, already uh, I would like to thank all the, um, all the fans, all the people that are um, supporting me, um, subscribing to the newsletter, and uh, yeah, getting me feedback. Um, I really enjoy this and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, I can do a great game. I think it's not uh, possible without the help of all the fans and the community. So um, yeah, I'm really excited and um, yeah, very thankful for uh, all the people that are supporting me. Yeah, well, 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 thank you, Tom. It has been an absolute pleasure to, to speak to you and hopefully we will, yeah, I'm sure we will keep in contact um and it would be not, it would be great to meet in person someday either in germany or ireland or adventure x or wherever oh yeah um, I, I would love to 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 get to london one day 
really. Yeah, it would be fantastic. And uh, well, I've been to Berlin and I'd love to go back to Germany soon. So I'll uh, definitely let you know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, no, thank you sincerely for for speaking to me. I had a great time uh, speaking with you and uh, find out more about this game that I really want to play but also take take your time don't uh, don't don't rush it <laughs> we, we want the game to be the best possible game it can be that's my um, that's my first priority <laughs> and uh and yeah so i would really encourage people to subscribe to the newsletter and then to back the game on on kickstarter uh when it comes out and we on the podcast will uh do links to the kickstarter as well and um and we're really looking forward to it so uh, well, thank you, Tom, and the very, very best of luck uh, with the rest of the development and the Kickstarter and anything else that uh, comes. And we really look forward to, to playing the demo and, uh, and the game when, when it's released. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that was my interview with Tom from Radio Silent Studios. I hope you enjoyed it. Pretty sure people listening did. I really, really enjoyed speaking to him. And uh, it's great to learn more about the game and um in particular it was great to hear how he managed to recruit those amazing voice actors and uh, this game is certainly one to watch i believe and the kickstarter as tom mentioned uh, the plan is for it to be released in the fall uh, i'm pretty sure i'll be back here at some point um in some tier rather uh, but um, but yeah, so I really, really hope this game meets its goal in the Kickstarter. And if you are interested to find out more about uh, the game's development, you can click the links in the show notes, which will take you to the website where you can find trailers and more information. And you can find the newsletter where you get some exclusive information about the game. And you can find the links to um, to the social media for the adventures of Brian Scott. So, um, so that is it for this week. Thank you as all for listening and for your support. And I'll be back next week with Thomas and Laura as we will be reviewing the latest adventure games that we have been able to play in the last month. Uh, so until then, take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>
Thank you.